0: You're listening to finn Too Deep.
1: To a back-to-throw, blitz punt, and get to him, oh, he takes off running, and he's it's in, touchdown Miami!
0: With the sixth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Jalen Waddle. Giving you unfiltered, informed, and controversial takes on the Miami Dolphins in the NFL Draft, here's Reason and Neil. Welcome back, everyone, as we dive fin too deep with myself, Reason, and as always, my co-host, Neil Driscoll. So it has been a moment since we've spoken to everyone, Neil. Um, the Dolphins finish the preseason 3-0 after a shellacking of the Philadelphia Eagles 48-10, a game in which Tua looked sharp Skyler made the best throw of that game with that DPI throw. That throw was an absolute money shot. Um, the preseason ends out with, you know, we got the best push in the we've seen in a run game in three years in that final preseason game as well. Run game was rolling. Um, again, it looks like we got two real capable quarterbacks. I must say, the energy felt a bit stagnant when... Teddy came in compared to when Tua was in and Skyler was in. But overall, a successful preseason, you know, a few injuries. um, But we get into the cut down from 80 to 53 this week. In fact, today, Neil, and how you feel, man? I know you said you're pumped because, hey, September 11th is just around the corner. Meaningful, Meaningful football is just around the corner. And even this, Neil... Lost in the hype of cut down day was practice today. So, right um, you know, we're all forgetting that they're still practicing, man. It's football's in the air, Neil.
1: What a what a, what a what a fun time to be a Dolphins fan and, and on a somber note before I kinda jump into that, I just wanna for Jason Jenkins and his family, man, what a what a horrible loss of a young man who's just did so much for that community, such a great person. You know, I I you know, I always noticed that he followed me and would always like some things that I would say positive about the Dolphins. And you know, I didn't have a personal relationship with him by any means, but like, you know, watching Jason Taylor, watching Mike McDaniel talk about him, you know, just how special he was. You know, as all of us as a Dolphins community, when we lose one, you know, you know, it, it's tough, man. So I, I just prayers yeah, I, to his family. I,
0: when we were going into the in the Zoom era, there where the pandemic was hot, high at its height, you know. <clears throat> he's one of the people that I communicated with about getting access to those meetings and such, and he's always, you know, obviously always willing and able to help the little guy out. So well, I got respect. It's a,
1: it's a good lesson for a lot of people, a lot of us, right, man? Like, you know, we get frustrated with things, we find ourselves going back and forth, bickering about little shit. Like at the end of the day, man, like light, like, you know, you never know when your number's going to get called and. You know, you know, lucky for him that in his 47 years, he accomplished so much uh, and left such a legacy. You know, I I think that's what's an amazing thing, Um, you know, but, you know, obviously the organization is going to be a little bit shaken from that. and It's not easy to overcome. But, you know, you know, prayers to his family uh, during these tough times. But, yeah, man, I mean, what, what a world win the last time since we've last talked, you know, from the last preseason game, the cuts the addition of Trey Flowers. I mean, just, there's a lot of good things aligning. But on the preseason game, man, I mean, like, isn't that, like, what we wanted to see, right? Like, isn't that exactly what we wanted to see? Like, I, I, I like, the goalpost is always moving, right? Like, now we critique where Tua's ball placement was. You know, he threw, the, he, Tyreek Hill was thrown open. There was, I can find 50 fucking throws that Pat Mahomes made the same thing. It's just so nitpicky. I, I was so impressed with Yeah, like, that, that's the yeah. thing,
0: bro. When you look at the broadcast view, people were like, it's underthrown. But when you watch the end zone, all 22, he's throwing him to a spot, clearly. It's,
1: that, dude, it, and look, I, you know, that that's what you want as a wide receiver, the opportunity to make the play, right? Like, that just shows me that there's some really good chemistry there. And I cannot wait to see the whole movie when Jalen Waddle's out there, man, because I really do think you know, that this Dolphins team is a contender. And Dan Orlowski said it. And I'm not going to say they're a Super Bowl contender, but I think they're a team that's going to be in the playoffs and going to win a playoff game this year. Um, you know, spoiler. Like, that's what I see this team. They're young. They're heading in the right direction. And they could get hot at the right time. I mean, there is so much. I mean, today's cutdown day. Like, you're seeing good football players not make this team. Ben Still. Cameron Good, you know, those type of guys usually make the Dolphins roster, but like you're talking about, we add Trey Flowers to our roster, (laughs) you know, a guy who many of us, including myself, wanted so bad in free agency a few years back, he was like the prize of free agency, went to a system that didn't fit him, you know, they didn't utilize it correctly, he's coming here for three some million dollars a year, like, you talk about value, and now... Like this defensive front, I, it might be the best in the NFL right now. It really might be. I mean, Wilkins, Raquan Davis, John Jenkins, right? Emmanuel Agba, Zach Sealer, Melvin Ingram, Trey Flowers, Jalen Phillips. I mean, that is that is that is going to be a fun unit to watch. Um, uh, the only thing that I'm disappointed about is the Byron Jones news. It's four games. I had a feeling the whole time when we weren't seeing him that we were going to get some bad news with him. Um, you know, I guess everything can't go your way, but when you look at the preseason in a whole, I think the, there's two really good things that I take away from it. We came out pretty unscathed from the injury bro. I mean, I, I was excited for true Williams and losing him for the seasons. Not, you know, obviously good news, but I mean, that's the only guy that we really lost due to injury. Right. And, I think one thing we've seen is that Skyler Thompson is going to be a really good backup here, and he's going to be a big chip for the Dolphins in the future because I think he's a guy in a year or two that you're going to get a draft pick way higher than you spent on the guy because he can start in this league. Um, And at first glance, it was kind of like, ah, come on, man, beginner's luck, right? The second time, it's like, well, I see a guy who oozes confidence. You know, he reminds me a little bit of – the way he can run around and make plays like a Baker Mayfield. But I do see when when Omar Kelly said the Kirk Cousins thing. So it's a weird thing. But, I mean, man, how can you not be excited for this week one matchup coming up on September 11th with the Patriots? Um, this is a deep roster. And, man, if Tua takes that step, and we've talked about this for a freaking year, right? Like, instead of saying if, why don't we say when Tua takes that next step? this football team is going to be a pain in everyone's ass in this league because they can rush the passer, they can cover, and they have speed to kill. And uh, I don't know about you, man, but like my expectations actually have changed just in the last week. And I was pretty excited before, but I-, I just think that they've really done things. The MVP of the offseason to me is Mike McDaniel. And I know we added Tyreek Hill and, you know, I've even said, I think he's the best player we've had since Dan Marino, but. What you see in this scheme, this offensive identity, man, does that not get you excited? I mean, like, I I'm just blown away by how well coached this team seems. And I, and, you- I,
0: and and the one thing that's been impressive to me is, even though it's been vanilla at times, the play calling. I like play calling with a purpose. You know, you you really you go back and watch the All Twenty Two. We're getting the, you know, the fa- we're executing one of the fundamentals of the offense, getting the flow of the offense to, uh, of the offense and the defense to one side, so we can bootleg it or play action to the other side and and kill them. You're you're seeing a lot of space separation. I mean, listen, are we gonna beat every team forty eight to ten like we did to the Eagles? No, but I want people to realize when that you know when i say and i've been saying it for a couple of years now this team will go as far as the offensive line will take them what you saw on s- saturday was exactly that in terms of look at the push they got in the run game look at how well they held up
1: in pass pro big big rob hunt was moving some people <laughs> yes sir and that was
0: honestly that was the best our run game has looked all preseason and look at how all of a sudden how deadly we were. I mean, if that game did not show you the potential of what this offense can be under Mike McDaniel, if everyone does their job and does it well, I don't know what will. And that's a scary, scary thought because Taron Armstead and Jalen Waddle were not out there.
1: You know what I mean? So, I mean, um, reason if we block for Tua and we give him time. In a year, we're going to be talking about Tua being a top-ten quarterback.
0: Oh, yeah. You look tr- at his I numbers. truly believe that. Bro, uh, his adjusted completion percentage when he was kept clean was 100%. I mean, the guy had a perfect passer rating. I mean, you saw what he did. I mean, Tua went to work. And, you know, he threw Tyree. Listen, was it a great throw? No, but it was a really good throw. He threw him to a spot. A great throw would have been a bucket shot and in stride. And, you know. If you go back and you watch the replay and you slow it down, you can read what happens is Tyreek stacks the corner. The problem is the safety over top. When when Tyreek blows past him, two has already released the football. And when two is looking to release the football, it looks as if he's going to run into a bracket. That's why he throws it to a spot where he can – to, to the left of the bracket, right? So he's not running with it. The safety's not over top of him. That's why he threw to a spot. And then he went back and he watched the film. And hindsight, like everyone else, he's like, oh, man, I should have just – I because the guy stacked the corner, then he stacked the safety. He probably didn't think he was going to stack both of them. And obviously, you know, hindsight, you should have probably bucket shot at it. But at the end of the day, when you freeze frame it and you actually watch what happened and you see how he processed the play – he made the right throw. He thought he was going to get bracketed with that safety over top, and he threw him open to a spot. Right. That's I it. I mean, reason football is a messy game. We we we, we have this idea Jakeem that everything Grant, has to be perfect. I mean, bro, we've seen him bucket shot that, and Jakeem Grant dropped it. We've seen him bucket shot that throw to Tyreek in practice this year. So, right. I mean, we've seen him do it. He was just clearly throwing to a spot. And uh, sorry to cut you off, Neil, but the end no. zone for anyone out there all you gotta do is watch the end zone view, and that tells you everything. I mean, you watch his launch platform, you watch where he, where the ball is released, and and the trajectory of the ball. He was throwing to a spot; it was not underthrown.
1: Well, and dude, arm strength is one ingredient of of a quarterback, and Tua has adequate NFL arm strength. I mean, like I like I, I just like the whole narrative. Like, no, he's not Pat Mahomes. Lazy. You know what? You know what? There's only probably one guy that's ever or two guys that ever played football that throw the ball like Pat Mahomes. Dan Rito and Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. That's probably it. Like yeah. I, I like this re, like the like Tom Brady doesn't have a Pat Mahomes arms and the guy's got more freaking ring you know, more rings than anyone. So like I, I'm well, Neil, the Neil, Neil, like I know you've seen it on Twitter
0: lately. Remember his air yardage uh he had two I had like what did he didn't he have a top five um net air right. yard throw last year, right? And then wouldn't this this was a fifty what was this a fifty seven yard throw or was it fifty four? Yeah, when you actually I, I, calculate from where he was. It was 57, right? Something like yeah. that. Okay, wouldn't that – that would have been a, a top three net y- net air yard throw last year, wouldn't it have? But I mean, next gen stats is now they're no longer calculating from where you throw from. They're
1: calculating from the line of scrimmage now. Well, do you want to win uh, fantasy football leagues or do you want to win championships? Well, how, how many know, times you got to air out. it out?
0: Fucking 55, 60 yards a game, bro.
1: The Dolphins are going to cut you – you know, death by a thousand paper cuts. This all, offense- and they were
0: right. Listen, I had a talk with a friend before that game, Neil. And I said, Listen, Slay is out. I don't care who's lined up over him. Y'all did it against Slay because I don't know if you read the story, but the story goes that Daryl Bevel apparently in the first practice joint practice said, Listen, in the one on ones, said, I, I want to hear the these fans get on their fucking feet basically. And what happened Bevel, was, man. and what happened was, Tua literally looked at Tyreek and said, run a go route. And Tyreek said, all right, do it. And then, boom, they ran it. Same thing. If you look, Nick Hicks has talked about this, right? Like, they kind of let Tua and Tyreek go out and choose what the first play of the game was going to be. And they kept that energy of let's get everyone on their feet. And it happened. Listen, thrown to a spot, 51 yards. The fact of the matter is, Neil, we were in the end zone in four fucking plays. Name a drive in the last three years that you've seen as efficient as that first drive we saw.
1: Oh, I mean, dude, I, I'm in the I'm the school of thinking that I think we're going to see Tua flourish with with Hill, meaning that Hill is going to be the same player he was in Kansas City, and I think Mahomes, and I don't know how much he's going to struggle, but I think you're going to see notice a big difference in Pat Mahomes' games without Tyreek Hill. Tyree Hill is uncoverable. I mean, you you cannot shut him out. You get him the ball. I mean, dude, he is, I, I mean, he is. I can't believe like, he's dolphin, Neil. I love it. Dude, man. that trade, that trade. I, I'm telling you, because like you look at Franchise the Franchise
0: changing potentially, bro.
1: I, I mean, I don't even think there's any potential. I think this guy's the best player on our team. Uh, you know, he's, you know, I'll say the only player in this whole division that I think is better than him is Josh Allen because he plays quarterback. I, I, but dude, Tyree Kill is, is a game changer, man. And. Like, God, uh, just when Waddle's out there, man, Waddle is going to be so good because teams are going to be so focused on Tyree Kill that Waddle is just going to exploit e- corners. E- He's just going to exploit them. And, yeah. I mean, this offense is fun. I, I mean, dude, I don't Cedric,
0: a- Cedric, honestly. The Cedric and Trent Sherfield. I know we all love Eric as a comma, so I don't even got to mention that. Izakama looks like the study is. Remember, going into day three, your boy Reason, when he posted his list of players, there was only, you know, Three receivers I wanted, and two of them were uh, Khalil Shakir, who's apparently tearing up in Bills camp, and Eric is a comma, bro. Well, i will tell ya, I'm you, I'm telling you, crazy. This though, Sherfield and Cedric look like they're gonna offer a ton too, bro. I well, love what like, I
1: see from them. Love well, it. that's why they kept five receivers because they got five guys that they didn't. Know but they did they we technically
0: keep six because Kaseki's a boundary or big slot?
1: Yeah, and, and that's and that's a fair thing. I right, dude, you're right. I have a new comp for Eric who's a comma. Um, oh, that. Wow. Uh, you know who I'm starting to remind, he reminds me a lot, especially he, like how it takes three defenders to bring it down. Ooh. He reminds me of Brandon Marshall in Denver and Denver. Mm, yes, sir. He, he's starting to remind me of that. And if you remember, Brandon Marshall didn't come out as this highly touted nope. guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, he just, I mean, dude, there was a play That's and like I forget that. what it was. It was like a 10 yard pass that he caught and he got an extra three yards and he was just like bouncing off. Neo. dudes. And, a- and I'm I- like,
0: can I ask you this, bro? Because I want to get your opinion because I said this to someone else who's a big DVP fan and I meant it. I think when you look at his athletic profile and everything, Neil, he's going to be everything we wanted DVP to be at this level, isn't he? Like, that's yeah, what you get it, the
1: feeling he's going
0: to be. You know well, what I mean? And, and it's I love your comp, work. by the way, bro. Beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's such a Wes Welker pick, man. And, and it's yeah. awesome because you know that means on draft day, Wes Walker was there like, hey, look, dude, I don't care if you got Waddle. I don't care if you got Tyreek Hill. I don't care if you paid for Cedric Wilson. This guy is too good to pass up. Yeah. You know what I love? You know what I love about where the franchise is right now. If that was Brian Flores, Brian Flores has said, "Fuck, you were taking a defensive tackle." They uh, said, "Yes, let's collaborate. Let's be a company, an organization, and work together to meet our common goals." They yeah. said, let's, "Let's let Wes Welker, who we just got from San Francisco, and let's give him what he wants here." And Can dude, I Eric is a come. Bro? God, like, man, he's
0: like, look at, look at the potential hits with such few picks. We might have nailed.
1: Oh, I think this draft could be – I mean, this draft could be really – I mean, Channing Tindall, dude, is going to be – I mean, he's going to be a beast. I freaking love Channing Tindall. Yeah, but, like, bro – Are
0: you kidding me, Cameron Good? You have to put on the Cal tape and he just looks like a one-dimensional pass rusher. Bro, they got him dropping back in coverage. He's setting the edge well. Cameron Good does not look like the guy that was on tape at Cal. Like, he looks so much better, bro. Like they got they might have legit, they might hit they're gonna hit on all of the guys they actually drafted and probably a few UDFAs.
1: Well, Ben still's a guy who's not gonna go away, man. I hope we get him on the practice. And Braylon Sanders is gonna be something next year. Watch. I just we hope we get these guys stored away on the practice squad, but you know a couple guys that I do want to give kudos to. Greg Little played a hell of a game. Um, yeah, I you know he was a wall since we got here. Like I, I think you know it's Alf and the, some of the guys in three reasons. Like they don't even see him in practice, and then you know he played and he looked really formidable out there. And then the guy, the guy, the thing that got me actually the most excited, honestly, believe it or not, was that twenty-six yard run by Raheem Mozart because.
0: Running back, I'm sorry, bro. If he stays healthy, running back one, Neil. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree.
1: I agree. I think Chase Edmonds could have a – And I love Drake. Chase. I love Chase. Yeah, right. I think he'll be like a Kenyan Drake type player in our offense maybe. But I Raheem Oates are like, dude, that's what I do when I play on Madden on the rookie level, and I just want to get my running back like a late touchdown after two or through 15 touchdown passes. So, like, I let him go zigzag all across the field. I mean – his familiarity with the system. I, I mean, yeah. dude, well, just like if that guy runs like that,
0: he didn't lose any burst or speed Too, you. Like, I don't know if you noticed that. That's one thing I was looking for after that injury. He looked just as bro. Did you see that him and Tyree both clocked in at over 21 miles per hour
1: on dude, Saturday? It's, it's awesome. I mean, like, dude, we went from being like the most embarrassing can't separate no speed on offense. <laughs> so like, <to> ha- <laughs> what? you like blink of an eye. You're going to miss something, bro. Oh. And, and, and dude, like you see this blueprint and like they can build off of this for years to come, yep. you know, and like, you know, you know, McDaniel's like going to stick. Neil McDaniel is going to outlast all of these guys. I got a not. feeling I got a feeling we got our guy, bro. I, I have a feeling that we have our guy, too, man. And you know, what's funny is the national media and I'm talking about the talking heads that love the ritha Dolphins. They believe we got our guy like they believe it, man, because they know. That he is good and man, I, you know they still have a, like. So here, here, here's a couple names I want to throw to you and see what you think. Okay. Justin School, he was the S K U L E for those who yeah, are. Yeah. But um, he he's was an offensive tackle. Twelve
0: games, he started twelve games over the last right. season for the 49ers.
1: Does he have a potential? You think to land on our roster? Yes. A yes. Very good. He, very good. Death play. I mean, yeah. which I would probably. I would probably in this situation. Probably say. Sayonara to Robert Jones or Michael Dieter?
0: No bro, I think they're going to move Tanner Connor or some of these one of these guys IR, Yeah,
1: that I mean or and my theory is that there could be a Teddy Bridgewater trade on the horizon. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but a post-June trade saves them actually 4.5 million dollars on Bridgewater.
0: Well, I think Bridgewater and I'm sorry boy. I'm sorry Neil, I'm sorry boys and girls. If them keeping take Stephen Carter out, let's count him as a fullback, H back, wingback type of guy. Let's count him there, okay? So let's put him on right. fullback because if in, they, they kept Stephen Carter, because I think they not only liked what they saw, but if Ingold goes down after the injury he had last year, they got to have someone on the on the roster they trust and love. It just didn't look like he's going to be healthy enough, right? Yeah, so he's put him yep. on injured reserve, right? They kept four tight ends, right? And 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 Shaheen wasn't one of them. And I heard a couple of weeks. Ago, I heard last weekend. Sorry, that they wanted to keep Tanner Conner. They didn't want to risk losing him. I'm telling you, my friend. They. I think they've told us without telling us that next year, it's Long, Smythe, and Tanner Conner. No matter right. what. I, I think. I too. think you got to watch Gusecki still too, bro. I do I, too. I still, I think Gusecki and Teddy Bridgewater are the names to watch, man. Because look at. By 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 you know carrying four tight ends, because again I'm going to two fullbacks, four tight ends and three quarterbacks, you know, you couldn't keep Craycraft or Braylon Sanders or Bowden or two of those guys on the roster. You know what I mean? So right. like or you couldn't keep Roan McKinley on as a backup safety and have Elijah Campbell strictly as a corner, not trying to do both. You know what I mean? Like, it, those those things hindered you because, you know, when people are doing the rosters, they always forget they got to keep a, Like, Blake Ferguson. You know what I mean? If you think about it, the guy, all he does is long snap. Like, it would right. be ideal if our backup snapper could snap. You know what? Could long snap. You know what I mean? Like, again, a wasted roster spot if you think about it.
1: Well, I, I agree with you 100% on the Mike Gusecki. And, and I, I didn't listen to the presser today, but I read something. And it was about how... You know, he said two teams called them, right? Yeah. For and they did goes,
0: not they did not openly engage. They were called by two separate teams, and Chris Greer, because I know you didn't watch it yet, and Chris Greer s- said that it would be irresponsible to not have those conversations, which he's always said, right? If people like if the Laramie people, Tunsil
1: trade, yeah, right? Yeah, our yeah, yeah. Remember, he's always said, <laughs> I always listen. It's irresponsible to not well, listen, right? And and you just said what I think is the key piece to that. That, to me, is a wink and a nod from the GM being like, we're open for business. That is what I take out of that statement by Chris Greer, that I'll always listen. Like, letting people know that there's interest, right? There's suitors. And then you're if you're a GM who's in the need of a tight end, I'm like, well, I hope that it's not the Green Bay Packers going out to get them. Yeah. And I'm the Minnesota Vikings and I want to go out and get them, right? And it's like we're open for business because I, I look, I, I, like, I'm telling I you, the one
0: cool. team I would call my friend are the New Orleans Saints, and let would say, "Yeah, would, would Gasecki get it done for McCoy?"
1: <laughs> right. Well, well, then the last time we got on here, I was really harsh on Mike Gasecki. I, I like Mike Gasecki as the football player. He's just not and a I think fit, he's, Neil. He's not a fit in our offense. And look, he's like we know that we're not going to be able to probably afford what he wants next year, and. You can't you can't yeah. overpay for a tight end, right? And if you can get above the compensatory pick, which is going to be picks ninety six through ninety seven, right, for Mike Gesicki, yeah. yeah. you have to let him walk or you have to trade him. And
0: and like, can I ask you this too to continue on that? I, I'm going to ask you this because I don't see it. So I want to get your opinion. On top of all that, at ten point nine million, do you see him at the end of the day? being a vital part of this offense
1: this year I, I think i think at best he's the third option and i don't think he's even going to be that i, I think agree. cedric wilson's going to steal his a lot of his targets i think it's he's not going to get the snap count i think he's, he's going to be fighting won-
0: with his a comma for targets bro
1: yeah i i mean there's going to be pro- like and and again this isn't a knock on him i think he's got value that's why i'm saying sometimes you have to make a tough decision and move somebody i mean say you get a second round pick and that kind of you know, it doesn't make up for the first that you lost, but like, man, going into next year's draft with two seconds, two thirds, and a first, when you have your bona fide franchise quarterback at a young roster with a lot of players that are accelerating and, and heading in the right direction, I mean, I mean, that's a good position.
0: And you want to get back some of the capital you lost due to Ross well, and so and his confidence.
1: Another, another name for you, right? First four games of the season is crucial. We're not going to have Byron Jones. And everyone seems like they got a little knickknack back in the corner. I don't want to go out there with no eggnogity, man. And I know that the guy didn't want to sign unless he was a number one or two.
0: So do you out?
1: Do you out and, and say, Joe? Look, man, we don't know what's going on with Byron Jones. We're hoping he can come back after four weeks, but we need the insurance policy,
0: bro. I'm I'm looking at, bro. Can I tell you? If you're gonna go boundary, go Joe Hayden. If you're gonna go slot, go Chris Harris.
1: Okay, I, I'm with you. Or or when you talk about a trade piece, right? Because yeah. I, I I would love to have Eric McCoy move Connor Williams, the left guard and this offensive line.
0: Yeah, for I'm, good,
1: I, I'm good with it. I'm good with the offensive line. No changes, no more of weakness. I think it's that, that Eric McCoy is that good of a player. Is there a corner out there that you can go fetch for a Mike Gisicki? Um, Cause, because here's what we got to realize about as good as Xavier Howard and Byron Jones are, they're not young and they probably have two years left and Byron Jones might not be back after this year. Right? So, you have And no, Igbenogany is not going to be a starting quarterback in this league. I don't care if he defended one pass in a preseason game. I've seen so much of the sample size of the opposite that I'm – I'm convinced the only reason he's on this roster injuries, is because of the, yeah. because of the injuries. Yeah. I, I think if Trill Williams and Byron Jones were fine, I don't think Noah makes this team. Um, I think he's number 53 on the roster. That's what I really, I agree. really believe. I agree. I agree. So is there a guy out there? Because, like, we're not going to – this isn't a guess. They wanted JC Jackson. We all know they wanted JC Jackson, right? Especially but when you Byron, look at how
0: much money they have. They have like twenty million in cap right now, and like you look at it all, it's like they were perfectly setting up to pay JC Jackson.
1: I, I agree, and so it's like I, dude, I like I would love Joe Hayden as our number two corner. I, I, I just, I don't know if it happens, but I think that that would be. See, you already know what I'd, is,
0: I'd do. I'd stop gapping with Joe Hayden, and I'd right. try and move up and go get Keeley.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Keely Ringo. And, and dude, if you can't get Keely there, Cam Smith from South Carolina, man. Ooh, I don't know if you've dug into him. Yeah, man. I have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he, he's I actually like going to be corner my class, bro. And Eli Ricks. And yeah, I'll tell you right now, yeah, I'll be yeah. honest. Like, I was really upset about losing that first round pick when we talked about it on here. Dude, I do not love next year's draft class.
0: Nah, bro. There's only, <laughs> you know, like there's literally, I like the quarterback class. I right. like, um. I like the corner class. Um I'm not a big fan of the offensive line class. I don't know how you are. Especially tackles weak. There's a couple good interior guys. Like I like Patterson coming out of Notre Dame. There's a couple good interior guys, but I don't like I don't like um the tackle class. Yeah, it's it's pretty overall uh, like I'm not a huge fan of it.
1: There's a it's an amazing defensive tackle class. Brian Breesy from Clemson, yeah, yeah. Jalen Carter from Some Georgia. Some good running backs too. We're, we'll never get Will Anderson. That guy's no, a, no. he's there. That guy's Thomas. going
0: potentially number one overall. Bro. Yeah, I,
1: he will. I think he will go number one overall. I think it's going to be Houston. But I mean, when you look at it honestly, like there's not it's yeah. not that good of a draft class. And uh, I I mean I I did I, I'll kind of post the link out here. I've already done my top 400 players in the draft, and obviously this is just a preseason ranking, but. I looked after number 25 and I'm like, holy crap, where do you go from here? Uh, it, it's just not the best draft class. So, do the Dolphins get rogue here? And they have 18 million, I think, after the Trey Flowers signing goes through. Do they go rogue, man? And, like, do they, like, if things are good, right? And they say they're like right before the deadline, they're like, you know, five and two, right? Do they go rogue and go out and get an asset for their draft picks and Mike Issey and just bring in a, like a bona fide star at a position? Yeah, but like,
0: it, see the thing is, we don't know because you got to look at the landscape of the league at that time. Like, who's right. going to be out and selling? You know, it's going to be you know the thing is at the trade deadline, not a lot of big names usually move.
1: Yeah, I, I will, and I don't even honestly know what position we would need to be honest. Like, they're pretty deep. It would be for me, it would be offensive line, but like I don't know. You don't trade your first. We'll see. I long story short, there's there's guys out there that could help this team. Trey flowers was one that was a huge signing. In my opinion, I would like Justin school to come in here as a, as a depth piece. And I would like Joe Hayden. I, I think those are two guys that make your roster instantly better. And... Yeah. Because
0: the reason why I don't think we're a championship team yet is, and they, they started changing that a little with Trey flowers. I think we do have it up on uh, like, I think we have it on our defensive front because again, I know they're outside linebackers, but they're also edge players in our scheme. Right. Yeah. You know? right. So, so like, our front five, let's call it, right? So like our front five, I think we have championship depth. Um when everyone's healthy, Trill included, corner, you know, I think we have, you know, you know, decent depth. To be honest with you, I I feel like you know, the the problem when you look at a lot of different positions in this team is there isn't championship depth at every position.
1: Well, the, you know who you know who's one of the most important players on this football team this year right now is the, the roster is is Nick Needham again. Yeah, yep. I mean he, you know, and, and the one I agree that
0: man always steps up to the task.
1: Yeah, and I like Nick Needham a lot, but you know, and and, and honestly, you know, Keon Crossen was pretty impressive to me in the preseason too. I, I just think that you know, God, if no Eggenaiki would have panned out, like we would have had a good problem. But no, it's all good. I mean, like, dude, you're gonna have holes. Not every roster could be, you know amazing right like you yeah. know you're gonna have you know there is a salary cap and all that good stuff but yeah. you know where we are you know yeah. I feel really good and honestly like Hunter Long looked pretty damn good <laughs> in the preseason the game last you know against the Eagles it was good to see him make a couple plays like he needed to and he needs to build his confidence because he is a tight end that fits his scheme you know he does the dirty work you know so I, I, I you know this team man I, I you know you get a lot of hype when you when you add high quality players and you do what they did this off season, but, you know, watching it be implemented on the field and knowing that they're not, you know, they're holding back the offense. They just want to give you a taste. You have to be excited about what you see from this offense because I think the defense is going to be what it is. You know, I, I think they will be a back, you know, from like six to 10, but like one of the top 10 defenses in the league, you know, they'll be from like, you know, six to 10, one of those teams, if their offense takes the leap that we all think they can, I mean, look, just think about what they've done the last two years with a horrific offense. You know, like, I I just think that they're in, and our boy Jason Sanders is starting to put the boot. I mean, kicking another 55 yard field goal. I mean, Thomas Morstead is a serious upgrade to anything we've had here in a long time. Here's my question for you who the hell is going to be returning kicks?
0: I think Gaskin and Ahmed are going to be looked at that. And then situationally, I think you're going to have waddle and hill if you want to tilt the field and such
1: yeah and, and i am not one of those guys that say don't let your superstars return kicks i don't think i just don't think you make it their full-time role because i think having a guy like Jalen waddle be able to touch the ball we've seen it in big time games right at alabama and we had teddy ginn here as big of a bust as he was as a receiver I, we beat the jets once because he had two kick returns in the same game for a touchdown right like I, when you have an electric player like that, you gotta kind of let him touch the ball. I mean, you know, I, I you can't scare money doesn't make money, you know. So I don't know. I don't know who the, the guy who when we go week one is going to be. Um, at, you know, no, Eggenogany was awful at it last year. The guy ran right in a straight yeah, line. Yeah, I right mean,
0: there. Danny Crossman has also you know told us without telling us that you know he doesn't trust him because I, I've told people this. This is why the writing's always been on the wall for Eggenogany. For me, is like. When you have a young kid like that and he can't beat out Byron or X, you want to give them starting minutes. And when you see that the special teams isn't even giving him those minutes, that tells you that, you know, people aren't, aren't a real fan um, in that room. I wanted to talk quickly about um, Lynn Bowden Jr. and Preston Williams. They clearly couldn't get a trade for them. I'm actually shocked that River Craycraft didn't make it, if you want me to be honest with you. Yeah, I,
1: I had him on mine. I yeah. had him on my final roster. Know.
0: So they couldn't get a deal done for Preston. Lynn Bowden Jr. obviously couldn't get done. I do think Lynn Bowden Jr., Preston Williams, and Solomon McKinley are going to get picked out. I'm hoping like Braylon Sanders and Verone McKinley and Ben Stilley. Um, you know, I'm hoping Kellen Deesh and Cameron Good, they, they can all um, go Zucondre to the White. squad. Yeah, Zikondre White can go to the practice squad. I know Benito Jones got picked up by the Chiefs last year, right? So, um <clears throat> You know, what, what did you think about the end of the Preston Williams era? Because I remember just two years ago, you know, beat reports were saying, oh, they got possibly two 1,000-yard receivers in DVP and Preston. And then you look at Bowden. We had so many, so much high hopes. And then last year, you got put in the doghouse and put on injured reserve. I know Lynn Bowden was a lot of a – you know, Lynn Bowden's only in with special teams. And honestly, I liked what I saw from him. I thought – he potentially should have made the team for special teams. But when I did my prediction, I didn't do what I think they'll, they should do. I did what I think they will do. Will so, do. Me too. Me too. Um, um, what, what are your yeah. overall thoughts on that? Because I know a lot of people are disappointed and specifically Lynn Bowden Jr.
1: Well, I'll say Preston Williams, if I had to sum up what I think about him in Miami, it is disappointing. And I think we saw professional immaturity on his end from the time that he got here. And that was some of the things that were people were worried about him coming out of Colorado state. You know, he, he, he's um, a starting caliber player in this league when his head screwed on, right? Like that Arizona game when to a outdueled Kyler and put on a freaking heroic performance. Yeah. It was Preston Williams before he broke his foot celebrating a touchdown when Christian Wilkins jumped his foot. That was the guy that he was going to. Right. And I, I I'll say this, like, they had to cut him. I mean, he played awful and he couldn't, you know, he didn't seem disinterested. He, you know, dropped passes, fumbled football. I, I just, I, I mean, he had to go. And I think that was the right move. If I was the man making the decisions, Lynn Bowden would be on my 53 man roster. Um, I'd probably say, you know what, Salvin Ahmed, we're good. And we'll see you. And cause if you got to remember, Lynn Bowden did it all at Kentucky. He can run the football as well. So you could have had, your fourth running back slash kick returner, slash, you know, gimmick wide receiver. Um, you know, he had two receiving touchdowns in the preseason. Um, you know, but you know, I I can't say I was surprised and the reason I didn't have Lynn Bowden on my fifty three man roster, and you know, I, I think you said you got forty nine, I got fifty right, and you know, that's pretty damn good up you know, bad impact average for us. But, you know, we both heard that there was serious concerns about the lack of explosion that he was showing on a daily basis. Yeah. And when you hear stuff like that, that's not a good sign for you. And you got to think about this, too, right? Two regimes had Preston Williams and Lynn Bowden, Flores' regime and now the Mike McDaniel regime. They both passed, right? Like, they both said, you know, you're not going to be part of this team's plans, so – There's got to be some merit there. I'm with you. I thought River Craycraft was going to make this. Yeah,
0: especially because of that work they gave him with the ones on Saturday. And let's be honest, how he performed on Saturday was really well, too. Like, it was clear to me if they were keeping a six, which I thought they would, it was going to be Craycraft or Braylon Sanders. And I know early on the word coming out was Braylon Sanders had had the spot. But Craycraft really came on strong these last couple weeks. And you know, he's a McDaniel guy. He knows the system well. You know what he reminds you know who he reminds me of? Chris Hogan. The guy's always open. He's a great route runner. And he's reliable. Right. I, I really thought he had a chance to make the team,
1: you know? Well, you know what I think that tells me? I think they think they're gonna be able to get brilliant standards and stash him. Yeah. And if they need him, bring him up. I, I, I think I think there's look, every time they get to the final fifty-three man roster, right? There's the next day where three or four of the positions are turned like, you know, they might give get rid of Teddy Bridgewater for like a fifth round pick tomorrow and have another opening. Because, like, you know, I, I have to think there's got to be some level of if you're the Giants, um, you know, you have to have some level of interest in Teddy Bridgewater. And look, I'm just going to say it straight out, like coming in to sign in Teddy Bridgewater. I said, you know what? We have a top three backup in the NFL. Teddy Bridgewater is the third quarterback on this team right now. I have heard,
0: he, like, heard he has an ailing back issue. That's what slowed him down.
1: Uh, okay, well, and, and that makes sense. And, That's why know, he Teddy... missed
0: the time against the Bucks, and he only dressed in that game and didn't play. That's what I've heard. Well, you,
1: here's you got to give him credit. I mean, t- Teddy Bridgewater, what he's overcome to even be here at this point oh, is yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. short of a miracle. And I but like I'm Teddy investing in
0: Skylar's upside and potential. I know what Teddy is, right? Dude, if
1: Tua goes down, we're nothing. And I, I, well, I
0: you know what? And the film ain't out on Skylar, so let him rip for a couple games. And if he can win, you look because you know who he reminds me of in terms of the
1: mentality. He reminds me of Matt Moore without the turnovers. Right. Well, I'll say like I don't know who said it. I forget who it was, but someone put it out there that like he didn't just play better, you know, than you know other backups. He played better than any of the rookie quarterbacks. Period in the preseason, and and I think there's something there, man. I. I see a guy who's going to be starting for somebody at some point in his career. Yeah. And At worst, and,
0: I think he's a career backup. At worst, you know. Well, like,
1: here, here's, here's here's who a career trajectory I compare him to. How about, like, a Gardner Minshew? I could see him having, like, he's a spot starter. Some team will probably pay a little bit too much to have him and see that he might be – and, like, dude, who knows? I mean, like, I, when people have that energy to a man, a lot of good things can happen. And, I, like, I just think that, you know, look, you, your team's too talented to carry three quarterbacks. Like, it's tough. And, and like, honestly, I'm a little surprised Ethan Carter made the team. Um, you know. They need it. You know why? It's because Alec Ingold
0: coming off right. an injury last year. If he goes down because that physician fullback is so instrumental to our offense, they got to have someone in the building that can step in and love it out.
1: Right. I was I was just a little disappointed in him, I guess as yeah but
0: he's looked better in this preseason look at how they're using him in this preseason compared to how floors in them they didn't even use them
1: right and, and the other guy that i didn't have on it that made it with sam and I and i and look he made he had a fumble covering for a touchdown and he's you know he had a couple sacks against the saints last year and he's been a really good find but like when you look at our team we have phillips flowers van genkel Ingram and Jerome Baker really Is a pass rusher like I you know he's not your Thumper linebacker in the middle like I just feel like a lot of the things Jerome Baker does is what Sam McWavin does And you have you know three other guys That are going to be inside I I just Thought like there's a couple moves that you could Have done because I do Think that Solomon Kinley should be on this football team.
0: Bro, I thought Sam Aguavin's tackling was so bad that there was – even though I had heard a couple weeks ago they wanted to keep an extra linebacker and he was the name I was hearing, I thought his tackling was so bad this preseason they were just going to move on. Right. Because the guys that Jakeem grant of linebackers, in the preseason he looks good. Then when the season starts, it's nothing.
1: Well, and I I think a sixth receiver that could be a return man, like a Lin Bowden, would be a better – yeah. Use of the of the roster than that, and and like, dude, I like Solomon Kinley. I like, I, I guess, I, for some reason, this guy just has bad luck in Miami. He looked damn good to me this preseason. I, I was. We
0: got to shout out Tanner Connor and Kadir Kuhu for making it as UDFA. Oh though. yeah,
1: I mean that is awesome. I mean that is freaking awesome. Well,
0: look at this, Kadir Kuhu, UDFA out of Texas A&M Commerce, and I already got him higher on the depth chart than Noah Benagany.
1: He's a better football player right now. I mean, he really is. I mean, like, dude, you got like, yeah, I. But it's okay. I mean, the fifty-three man roster is always going to have a couple surprises. It's a good damn roster right now, man. And I think tomorrow there's going to be a couple moves. Uh, you know, that's that's what happens every single time. Uh, you know, and we'll see. I, I you know, hey, I, I would sell the Dolphins short for making another move this offseason. They still have seventeen million in cap space. I mean, the salary cap's a myth, man like i a lot of people are counting on us carrying that cap over to like help like do so, they have restructures they can make they'll, they'll be fine with the cap yeah, i'm not yeah. worried about the cap at all like go get me a bona fide starter somewhere with that yeah. 17 million and you're not gonna have to spend it all spend five million dollars at this point get a joe hayden in here and like when byron jones comes back that's a really good problem to have like I you know nice. that's just my school of thinking right now but like, let's go, man. We got what? We got checker ch- pause, ch- baby. Well, we got college football starting this week, man. I don't know about you. I'm really excited for that. Like, yeah, uh, well, uh, obviously, you know, bro. It's like, I, you know, I th- this to me is my favorite time of the year when the weather stops, stops getting so warm. It's fall season. You know, I, you'll find me on my deck out here walking around, listening to podcasts, drinking a lot of whiskey. Um, you know, college football, 12 it's, days
0: till NFL football, bro. Can you believe that?
1: And, and you know, we have the Patriots, man. And we're going to you know, piss stomp them too. I, do do remember in 2000, it was the year we drafted Dion Jordan. And I think we went 34 to 16 or 34 to something. And it was like a statement game. I think we're going to make a statement week one. And you'll learn a lot about this team with the bullets start flying, but, Man, let's go. I can't wait for September 11th, man. Like, I am so excited. Um, You know, I will be in Miami for that game. I will be at week two here in Baltimore at that game. Um, So the first two games of the season, I'm going to be live. And, you know, it's going to be – can't wait. Can't wait to go out there and meet, you know, a lot of the guys we interact with, reason that, you know, are great dudes on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to go out there and get Biggie a beer. Such a good dude for the community. Um, But I'm so excited and, you know, this is a playoff season, man. I you know, I know you're saving your predictions. You know, I, I'm just gonna come out and say it. I'm not gonna make predictions. I think the Dolphins are gonna be in the playoffs. I think they're gonna be one of the most dangerous teams come playoffs. And, you know, the only thing that, you know, I think kind of sucks is that it's kinda like being an Orioles fan. they you know, they're having a good year. They're in the hardest division in baseball. I mean, the Bills are just damn good, man. <laughs> yeah, but
0: that, we we're not in the hardest division in
1: football, that's for sure. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't think we're the hardest division. <laughs> I think we have, I, I think the Bills are the best team in football. Um, and I think that's okay because you know what? You're going to learn a lot about yourself. you got to still go out there and beat them once. you got them twice. Yeah. You, if that game's not scared, circled on Mike McDaniel – And, and if, that, they him home, if they beat them at
0: home, if they beat them at home in week three – I think we'll all be on board that, okay, this is a team that can make a serious run if they do that.
1: Dude, I'm telling you, I have a feeling that game in week three is going to be the Channon Tindall come out party because I think one of the things that he can do with his speed is really do what Jerome Baker can't do. You know, he hasn't been able to really spy Josh Allen like he, he's yeah. kind of been assigned. I think Channon Tindall is going to be a good player for us against Josh Allen. And, you know, I, I like those. are like, It's exciting to think you even have a chance against that kind of team because, you know, like I haven't made my Super Bowl predictions or anything like that yet. But, you know, I think there's a lot of people that are going to have the Bills as one of the favorites. Right. Like yeah. we can agree on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and it's it's not unjustified. I mean, Josh Allen's been playing lights out football and they have, you know, a good defense. You know, while we won't have Byron Jones in that showdown, they're not going to have Tradavius White. You know, I mean, so that's a wash. I mean, like, you know. As a pro, man, when the, what they've done to us the last few seasons, but we also man. have Tyree
0: Kill who kills Bills for oh, I,
1: I mean that's that. So I have so I you know it's fantasy draft season, you know I have three this this week coming up. I, I can't wait, man. Um, you know I, I you know I'm not in the league with anyone listening. I mean, dude, if I can get Tyree Kill, trust me, in round two, that's gonna happen. Yeah, hey, it's gonna that's happen. happen. I mean, I just I think he's gonna get the ball so many creative ways. Like, Mike McDaniel, man, let's go. I don't know about you, man. I'm fired up. Check
0: check your pulse, baby.
1: You want me to keep going for three more hours and tell you how much I love this team heading into (laughs) the season? I can I mean, I just really am excited about this season, man, because it's there. I mean, it's there. We're seeing what we've wanted to see for five years. We don't have to sugarcoat, you know, Ricky Williams retired and our running back Sammy Morris, and I don't have to find 15 reasons why I think Sammy Morris is going to run for 1,000 yards. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I've always had to, like, kind of – put band-aids on this football team where this time, like, they're kind of as advertised. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah, man.
0: We're going to be good back. Good? We're going to be back next time. We'll dive back in. Fin too deep when it comes to the Dolphins. Um, we'll have a Week one previews, of, right? Yeah, week one previews. We'll have a... Predictions
1: and all that good stuff.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, it's going to be what? 12, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, we're going to uh, get into all that good stuff, and also we'll have a grasp on who made the practice squad and who went there and how these rosters, initial rosters have panned out. Until next time, as always, man.
1: Yeah, always, always, always a brother.
0: pleasure. Always a pleasure, brother. All right, guys, Fin's up all day, every day. We will see you back here next time when we dive in. Fin too deep.